0: Take a ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. This episode, we're going to talk about some recent news that's going around uh, in the NBA, as well as some listener questions that's been formulating that I want to touch up on, and as well as uh, section three uh, what to expect for the first week in fantasy in particular. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I got Jacob the White Knight on here. How you doing today, brother? Doing well, Starks. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Where can I find you out there, Jacob? You can find me
1: on Twitter at ain't done yet, and done is spelled D-U-N-N-E.
0: I would love for you guys to follow me and ask any questions. Awesome. He'll be running the two, and uh, we also have LT the Sage. How you doing today, brother? Hey,
2: man. I'm doing good. Glad to be here again with y'all and uh, getting it going. Awesome. Where can they find you at there, LT? Oh man, I'm primarily right now on IG at LT underscore SageFit, but you know, on the next, on you know, next episode, I'll try to update you guys with my Twitter and my other handles.
0: Yeah, and just having LT a part of the team here, it's going to be some interesting things because he's a rival of mine that we go way back. So (laughs) uh, we'll have some interesting stories along the way. So with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. So the recent news that's uh, formulated here recently is Miami Heat. Kendrick Nunn drops a 40-point game, hits six three-pointers. Now, I'll say this. When I first started uh, Take a Ride podcast, and we're particularly uh, formulated on dynasty formats, but we'll expand on any formats in particular. But one thing I kept mentioning, if you're in a deep dynasty league, like, listen— Get this. Put this guy on your watch list, as Jacob would say. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that I want to at least try to pick up on a last-flyer type of ordeal if you're in a 20-man, deeper league. Sometimes even I can almost consider him in a 16-man deep league. But the thing is with Miami Heat, there's a lot of uh, guards there in particular. You know, Goran Dragic. You obviously, you have Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's going to run. He's the 3-2, but he's going to also run a lot of the guard um, situation there. And then, obviously, Deion Waiters, Kendrick Nunn. Um, and then you just ha- just have a, a plethora of guards there So is the opportunity going to be there for him? That's going to be an, uh, a one thing to look at And then I mentioned I don't know if I mentioned tyler hero So there's so many guards at that spot there and I just hopefully if he can sniff the court He'll be a good player. But and I'll, even before I pass the ball He in that game in particular, he did a Harden move on harden and mm. the, the mm. guy is not bad He's not a bad player mm-hmm. And as last season, you know, when you play in fantasy, people tend to forget because hopefully you end your your playoffs around not exactly the end of the season. You want to at least end your playoffs within two weeks before the season ends. But if you do that, what I put a caution, not even a caution, but what I advise is to listeners pay attention on what players that's going to get that garbage time uh, because you're going to have a lot of your players benched. Towards the end of the season when the NBA playoffs are coming or at the same time for those players in particular They may not uh, Even start because they're going to let those wasteland teams uh, With players that can formulate and Kendrick Nunn was one of those guys that started formulate not just that But in the summer league he was doing well the preseason when he got the opportunity he did well So that's where I stand on that situation. I'll pass you the ball there. Jacob. What's your thoughts on Kendrick Nunn, man?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, even even though it's preseason, a 40-point game is nothing uh is absolutely nothing to um sniff at. So, it'll be interesting to see what comes next for him, you know. I um you have to think that Miami's going to find ways to get him minutes. Um but like you said, he's not going to play ahead of Dragic uh and Hero. So, um I think it'll be interesting for the opener since, uh, Dion Dion waiters is, um, suspended for that game. I think he's going to get some solid minutes and, uh, I definitely keep an eye out for him there.
0: Nice. LT. So,
2: you know, the sage, eye. I had to pull up these clips for my guy, Mm -hmm. Kendrick Nunn. and (laughs) he's playing, he's doing this against starters. These are Houston starters. I think uh, Russell rest guarding him. Um, Mm -hmm. James Harden's guarding him, which, probably is why he scored so much but um you know him his stroke looks good his his just demeanor on the court looks good he looks way beyond his year so in dynasty formats if you're you know like uh stark said if you're looking for later on 16 uh 16 team formats and later on you could take a flyer on this guy i think eventually as the season goes on he'll he'll probably usurp uh I don't know about tyler hero he looked pretty pretty good too but definitely mm-hmm. dion waiters i think he's i know yeah. at the end of his in his rope there a, even the career but uh yeah i, I like him I, he looks he looks great just
0: with the sage eye uh, test nice nice and yeah i mean kendrick nunn um that's that's where we're at william i mean this there's going to be players that formulating and obviously with the preseason ending so we'll jump moving forward actually here is one of my original guys is victor oladipo mm. Uh he participated in a five on five half court uh you know with some players, first time since his uh surgery last year. A blur came out uh that you should take him around the range of the hundreds. And I know most people are probably done with their drafts right now because the season's gonna happen here, the first game in, in Tuesday, this Tuesday coming up. Uh, But I'll be honest with you guys. I I honestly would be be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, it's already too late for those drafters. If you're doing one tonight, I'll try to release this episode early today. But I would actually uh, reach out to get uh, Victor Oladipo around the 80 and 90 range. That's not too much of a massive bump, but that's where I stand with him. Now, obviously, it's going to be the preference if your league holds the IR spot or the IL spot. I think Yahoo considers it now. Uh, But that is a player that I believe... Although he relies a lot on his athleticism, that is a cause of concern for the quad. But with Victor Oladipo, I I believe he's the player that I'm not going to necessarily be too cautious of. But I believe in the NBA, at least for the team, they're going to be cautious for what they're saying. But if you guys are familiar with the VO show that I've mentioned on several episodes, uh, in particular about him, he has his own show on YouTube. And honestly, I've already seen him doing cuts. Uh, not not even like weak cuts or, you know, it's been really strong cuts running up and down the court where it was almost like he was all ready to play five on five. And this mm-hmm. was like during the summertime. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they obviously want to be safer. One thing that comes to mind is I know people are like, well, uh, you know, Tony Parker had the same issue. But let's put this in preference here. I mean, Tony Parker was like 34, 35 when this injury happened to him. So that's mm-hmm. where I stand. But I I hopefully – Maybe that he won't rely on his athleticism so much. And as that time that he's taken that I believe he took more of a more of a, a logic and thought process of taking more jumpers in uh, for him. If you have an aisle spot, then I might even be a little bit more aggressive and probably get him in the 75 range. And uh, I'll pass you the ball there, LT.
2: Yeah, so uh, uh, Dippo specifically is very interesting. You can get him when you're talking about 80-90 rage. I'm thinking about you get him or maybe a Josh Richardson at that area, that space, um, especially in regular roto formats. Um, he Dippo is one that if you get him early enough or you know in a good spot, he can really win you leagues in the second half uh, of, mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, of the leagues and going down to your championship games. Um, by that time, I, I think he's really going to be going full on. So uh, I really think that is the, I think that's a good idea. A hundred range, you probably are going to miss them, especially on drafts coming up in the next couple of days. I think people are already learning and um, they're going to be picking them up pretty, you know, pretty early now.
0: White night, mm-hmm. right. right, right.
1: Yeah, um, I actually, uh, during, during our uh, listeners league, uh, our draft that came up, I, um, I actually picked them up. Uh I had back to back picks in the sixth and the seventh, and I knew he wasn't gonna come back to me. So I um <laughs> yeah. and so you know I jumped on him just because we do have that the IL spot. Um I was I was looking to get uh Rosier and uh Aaron Gordon there, but I was sniped by by uh Starks and by uh <laughs> LT here. So you know what I, I like him in that seventy five range. Like you said, as long as there is an IL spot, because I don't see him coming back anytime before Christmas. But like LT was saying, I really think he can win you your league once once um, he does come back in the second half. Um, so I really I really like him in that six to seven round if you have that spot for sure.
0: Yeah. And real quick on a dynasty format, I would be a little bit more aggressive. Right, I meant to actually preface on that. So. Even in the sixty range or a little bit earlier, I'd be willing to do it because he is a game changer. And just like what LT said, if you're in a redraft league, Roto World, or you know, uh, Roto, world, <laughs> like a Roto league in mm-hmm. particular, that he could be a, a championship winner, a league winner for you uh, when you make the playoffs. Hopefully, your team is good enough to make the playoffs, and when right. it does then he could be the game changer as a top 25 player better. Now he's not going to He's not going to do that this whole season, but to have him in the second half of the season, that's the type of numbers he could put up. So we'll move forward here. And as Fizdale always fizzing people out of New York, if you pick up any players in Fizdale, you're going to be struggling there in a sense. Uh, you know, someone that, Particularly with the guard situation. He's still undecided who to start there at the point guard position now I know I've already received a lot of flack on my my uh, my belief of the breakout of Dennis (laughs) Smith jr Which is perfectly fine, Um, but you know There's a lot of names I can mention last year that did the same thing But I asked those experts where are you at now? Because you like disappear when I mentioned like miles Turner or someone like D'Angelo Russell or someone like De'Aaron Fox So but I'll leave it there um, but as far as DSJ, it is gonna I'll be honest with you guys, it's gonna be hard for him to even have a breakout season because Fizz Dell is just like Big K Soda. Once you open that pop, we know the Fizz is gonna stop really fast. Right. So as far as Frank Ninakina goes, and then you got Alfred Payton, you're playing musical chairs with them with DSJ as well, too. I get it. But the last preseason game that DSJ did he only played two games in the preseason, I believe. And then the, the first game was terrible. This last game wasn't good, but he had the highest plus-minus rating on the court along with R.J. Barrett, and I think it was at a plus-six. And that's nothing to take lightly. Now, his efficiency was bad. He shot two for 12, but the thing that sticks out with me with DSJ in particular is he had nine rebounds, and he had six assists with some stock stats with the two steals and a block. Now, if he can—this is a big if—if if he can raise his efficiency up a little bit he could still be in that range of the 100 and 125 range. And you got him cutting coupons in any league format that you have because in Yahoo, his ranking ADP was 200. That is a massive bargain. You're cutting coupons with him in any league. Now, I know the consensus is a lot of people gave up on him, which is rightfully so because it's like, as I mentioned before with Lloyd on the podcast on episode 100, you know, why, what makes you think he's going to get better? You know, just like LT uses a sage eye test. I have an eye test as well, too, looking at him. Now, he wasn't looking particularly fine, but I just think the opportunity in that guard position. Let me just sorry, guys. I'm ISO in this real quick. It's really good. So there's another thing that keeps brings something in my mind here. DSJ. He was in this spot at 200. Just put that. Just put that in parentheses. Mm hmm. Frank Nilakina was the guy they drafted ahead of him that season, right? I don't know Mm -hmm. if you guys are familiar with that. Why did they all of a sudden try to trade and get him back? They passed on the talent, and they decided to draft Frank Nilakina. Now DSJ is with him. So it's like New York kind of felt like they made a mistake not drafting him ahead of Frank Nilakina. So that's kind of one thing you have to look at. Obviously, we know how New York is, but that's something to keep in mind. So I'll pass you the ball there, Jacob. Yeah, um... Yeah, I definitely
1: I mean, it's really hard to guess what what um Fisdale is going to do. Um I see him being safe and starting Peyton just because, you know, he just because I think he's gonna go with that like safer floor um of of Peyton, but I I I do see him Using both Peyton and DSJ in the same backcourt, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like sporadically during the game. So, I still think DS uh, even 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 if DSJ doesn't start, he'll still get he'll he'll still hover around like twenty four to twenty six minutes. I'm sure. Um, and so, I think I think for at least the beginning of the season, it's going to be a timeshare like musical chairs. Like you said, and it's probably going to switch off, um, you know, like just uh, depending depending on the matchups. Uh, but if I were to choose a point guard right now, I'd probably go with Alfred Payton. But mm-hmm. I would try super hard to get DSJ right after just just as like a handcuff or just to see how it shakes out. Because like you said, it's really hard. It's really hard to know what's going on in the mind of Fisdale.
2: Yeah, absolutely. LT. <laughs> L- yeah. Oh man. I hope you boys out there like Las Vegas slots, because that's what you're <laughs> doing with these when you're pulling, you're pulling that right. slot machine on these guys. I mean, yeah. uh looking looking at these three, I, I it's funny. Alfred Payton to me is one of Starks's he, he's one of Starks's boys from back yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah, and right. I, I can't stand Alfred Payton, man. I can't stand <laughs> this guy. He is so boring to watch and <laughs> play. And he, he, is. Is, he is just so dsj is just the exciting player he has more Mm -hmm. of the i think in new york specifically they're they're trying to get back to new york knicks Nickenbacher basketball you know and Mm -hmm. uh they're they're really i think dsj is going to eventually get that job and run away with it because he's just the the more of the exciting player um they're going to be really looking to put that i think in front of wins this season and so Mm -hmm. alfred payton is definitely going to start off as a starter but I see DSJ actually coming in probably maybe even in a, you know, a month or two months if he plays well, which is a big if, but I think he, <laughs> I think he takes that job away from Alfred Payton. And okay. and, and Frankie uh, Frankie's a backup. I, I think he's going <laughs> to, my eye tells me he's a career backup. Um, Ooh, so yeah. DSJ, I, I'm pulling for him. Um, I think he's the more exciting player to own in, in all fantasy formats, but uh, I think they're going to st- just like uh, Jacob said, uh, Alfred Payton's going to start off as the starter in New York.
0: Mm -hmm. nice nice yeah i could definitely see that in both ways so we'll move right along and it's russell westbrook uh twice this week russ has went to the locker room for his right hand i'll pass you the ball jacob what's your thoughts on this situation man
1: yeah it's gonna be maddening um just because Mm -hmm. he's just because just because he's such a reckless player and um Mm -hmm. and like you don't really know his exact role um i do think he cuts into Harden's usage just because he loves the ball. He likes to have the ball in his hands. So it's just really going to be interesting to see how their first few games go. Um, but in a nine cat, I'm kind of staying away. He's going way too early for me. Um, I'm a little bit, you know, like you said, he keeps he he j- he just keeps on he just keeps on getting dinged and that's worrisome for sure. Uh, I still think he'll be a points league Um, you know he'll be a points league dandy, if you will. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think, you know, like (laughs) I'm looking at him like in the late first to early second, but uh, I'm not, I'm not reaching for him in a nine cat though for sure.
2: Nice LT. So just to give my my favorite player right now is Damian Lillard, but before Damian Lillard, (laughs) it was Westbrook. And I love the way this guy plays and hand injuries, uh, wrist injuries, um, are just, just one of the hardest to to think about because he's mm-hmm. so explosive. He goes to the, he's those monster dunks going to the rim. He's always in contact. That thing is going to bother him all year. And I like to liken him with Zion. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like Zion is the big man version of Westbrook. Just that <laughs> reckless player runs in always in the paint. Right. And, um, is it Starks? Do you know if it's a shooting hand or is it? His off yes, you know, it's shooting. a shooting hand. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's already. So Westbrook, I would definitely take him a little later uh, points format. I would take him still in that second round. Um, he's still going to put up monster points. But with the hand injury to his shooting, man, those his his, uh, his field goal percentage and stuff is probably going to lack. So uh, what do you think, Starks?
0: Yeah. So, you know, credibility is just like you kind of said, Jacob, first round talent <laughs> for a points league. I say it like this in a dynasty format. I'm going to try to sell him uh, like hotcakes, man. As soon yeah. as he has a couple of good games. And I, I, you know, I love West, Russell Westbrook as well as, you know, LT, uh, you know, mentions as well, too. Uh, we are kind of branches, branching off of OKC from, you know, mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, but the thing with Russell Westbrook, you know, just like what Jacob had alluded to as well, like, a, you know, reckless type of guy, you know, athleticism, mm-hmm. which is good to have with certain players. But with him in particular, and I know you're like, well, Starks, you know, that's the same thing with Oladipo. Well, the difference is I just believe it's just more of a gut feeling. Russell Westbrook, if you take his athleticism away, then who is he? And Mm -hmm. that is a concern Mm -hmm. thing for me because, you know, LT mentioned, you know, you got to deal with the percentages. Here's another thing. Like, Russell Westbrook used to be an 80% free throw percentage shooter. The last couple of years, he's been way under that. You've been punting free throw percentage with him. And that mm. makes no sense. It's like, what happened to him? <laughs> it just, like, really zapped him at the free throw line. I don't know if it's a mental thing or whatever it is. But in in a redraft league, he's going to, you know, keep falling, I'm sure, like I said, or, you know, what LT said. If you're going to do some drafts, you got to kind of put a perspective on you're going to be punting with him. So if you're okay with punting the percentages, that's – I mean, he's perfectly fine as a good player. But my question is, you know, how – close will he play more than 70 games this year because Mm. it's like he's Mm. at his prime but his ceiling or excuse me when is I think it's about 29 30 years old if you guys are familiar in NBA years when players their prime prime rib pasta range is like the 27 to 30 Mm. range so anytime after that that's when you start to regress a little bit now the only people that sticks out to mind that is going to get older and still be fine is like you know Stephen Curry because he has a good shot or someone like Kevin Durant, although he's got an injury now, they don't have to rely on athleticism because they're good shooters. Mm. Russell Westbrook, he just doesn't have a good shot. And hopefully, you know, things will be better for him. But again, you know, last, uh, is I would be willing to sell him like hotcakes. So we'll move forward here. And it's Isaiah Thomas, this one, this is actually uh, information that popped up here last minute before we start recording here. Uh, he practiced in full today and has a chance to play for the Wednesday opener in Washington so I'll pass you the ball LT what's your thoughts on that man
2: and that's a that's that's good to see um i don't <laughs> Isaiah Thomas is so interesting to me. It's like there's one year he was just like, like killing it. I mean, he was just going off. And it's just all of a sudden, it's like, uh, it's like someone put kryptonite in his jersey or something. He's just all (laughs) his powers got taken away. Um, I think he's, I think he's such a gamble this year um, in all formats. Uh, You're probably not touching him in Dynasty um, unless if you need to. Uh, But he's. I would say take keep an eye out on him. He probably is available on most wa- uh, wi- uh, waiver wires. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, I would keep an eye, see if he catches fire, and um, you pick him up. He's a great streaming option for the first week as well. But uh, just keep an eye out on for him. What do What do you think, Jacob? I'm I i do not know.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, uh, I agree with you. Uh, I definitely. I'm not touching Isaiah Thomas anywhere, <laughs> and I. I would be okay with dropping him from any sort of format or any sort of league. I just, so, so it's a backcourt of Isaiah Thomas and ish and ish. And like, that does not sound appealing whatsoever. Uh, I was okay with owning ish, you know, uh, just because I wasn't sure when Isaiah Thomas was coming back and he could provide like some low end stats. But now that Isaiah Thomas is, You know, is going to just muddy up that backcourt, and it's just and it's just a situation. I'm I am staying
0: far away. (laughs) Oh man, you! I think you guys are murdering this dude. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's cool. I, I no, it's you guys made some very valid points. Um, in a deep format, yeah. If you're desperate, you're picking him up. But honestly, if you're well, actually, if you're in a deep dynasty league, I would definitely take a flyer on him. You're not going to have to pay anything for him. But you just sure. kind of mentioned like Ish Smith, for instance. Like you're you're playing that game with Ish Smith, Isaiah Thomas, and I think who was the other? They were talking about even using Isaac Bonga, I think, and then maybe oh. Oh, who was that Robinson guy? So right. here's a here's the thing about this though, in particular. I'll be honest with you. You know, I I'm with you. I, I'm with you, but at the same time I'm willing to take the chance. Mm-hmm. Uh obviously it it kind of goes about the format you're playing in. So I think even in the redraft league we just did here Saturday, we had some double we had some double drafts here guys. That was pretty fun. Yeah, um, did. <laughs> but I think I was able to get him on the last wire just a shot in the dark. And he's an IR. I could just put him in the IL. So I'm sure. not expecting him to be the Isaiah Thomas just like what LT was talking about. Uh, years ago, he was like an MVP com- yeah. almost candidate at that, you know, right. back in Boston days. I'm not expecting that, but you just kind of mentioned like the guard position. They're pretty poor there in Washington, so I don't see why they couldn't try to utilize him if, mm-hmm. he's, if he's healthy enough. Now, he, like I said, I'm, I don't expect him to have this amazing year or a bounce back season, but I think he could string some decent games, and if he doesn't, then I'm willing to cut bait on him. He's not <laughs> going to last that long if that's the case. So, mm-hmm. We'll move right along to finish this section. And the echo, the hype train on... You guys, again, hooked on Phonics, so just correct me if I'm wrong here. Matisse (laughs) Thiebel
2: Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: the guy from, I believe it's the Sixer. So I'll pass you the ball there. You know, what's your thoughts on him, uh, Jacob?
1: Yeah, um, I'm excited for him. Um, It's really... It's really rare to see uh, to see a guard get those steals and blocks and and i can definitely see see uh see us see us putting on or uh putting him on our few fu- on our future streamers lists mm-hmm. if 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 uh the sixers are willing to play him early now i don't know how that's going to shake up but he says but he's had such a good preseason that um I think they definitely do give him some run. I can definitely see him in the early going 15 to 20 minutes and I'm excited to see what he can do, um, defensively. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, him, him, him and Josh, Josh, uh, Richardson. I mean, like those are really good defenders. And so, um, I think, I think they're I think they would be, uh, I think they would be smart to play him with Richardson. uh, I think they would be smart to play them um, together for sure. What do you think, LT?
2: Um, So, uh, thanks, Jacob. I I think uh, what they're going to go with, actually, and just to let you guys know in Philadelphia is Matisse Bully. Is what I think they're going to go with. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> his, his, yeah. For Billy. <laughs> like uh, because his yes. defense, I was, uh, again, all, I'm all about the Sage Eye. I watched a couple clips and his defense, his knack for staying with defenders, he's going to, that alone is going to keep yeah. him on the court for Philadelphia. And you can think uh, his 6'5, 201 pounds, his frame against uh, some of the East, you're thinking about the Raptors, you're thinking about the Celtics, you're thinking about some of these other squads and teams are going to be in that playoff hunt. Uh, he, they could put him in and later in games just for his defensive prowess, and he's been—he's a three, kind of three and D guy. Um, so we're thinking like Covington type. Oh things. yeah. So, so okay. he for dynasty leagues, I'm specifically looking out for this guy. He, I, I think you pick him up because eventually, eventually he's looking to probably take over. He's only 22, he's just coming in. So um, I think I, I think you definitely want to pick him up and keep an eye out for him for sure. What do What are you thinking, Starks?
0: Oh, man, this is a guy I kind of gushed over. I was just waiting mm. on what you guys are going to say about him because I'm, I'm <laughs> glad that you guys brought it. The dynasty, well, even like I said, this goes back to another player that I spoke about. If he had the opportunity, this is before the echo, before the hype train started to formulate about him. I was looking at his numbers, and you know, typically I like to measure some of my the, the opera system that I created with certain players. And to be honest with you, he was destroying the opera system. Now, mm. this is... Check this out. He was in college. You know, this was a few, you know, obviously he played in college for a few years. And last year in college, he was averaging three and a half steals, almost two and a half blocks. That is nothing to take lightly. And just Mm -hmm. like how you had mentioned LT, like he could be a a Covington type player. Mm -hmm. He's he's hitting snipes too. So that is nothing to take lightly. Now, the question is, you know, people were talking about, man, I'm trying to remember who the guy from the Sixers is. Zaire Smith. They were like, well, he's going to get the rotation minutes and stuff, and he may, he still may, but thigh bully, if it's thigh bully or Thibul or Thibul mm. goes west, I'll, I'll, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'll say it like this: I believe, just like what LT's saying, they got to find time for him to get on the court, especially mm. when you got defense like this. And I think he had. I think there was this quote that he mentioned that people get excited for scoring points. This guy gets excited to get steals and blocks. So if he's willing to be that type of grit and grind type of player, I'm all over that. And not even just in a dynasty format, as Jacob would say, he's I, I'm, to be honest with you. I'm not going to even have him on my watch list. I want to find a way if mm. you're if your league is about 12 to 14, you have a roster that can, you know, a roster size that can have the opportunity for it, man, I'm having him on my team. And I'm not even thinking twice about it because even if he gets the sixth or seventh man rotation on that team, I'm all about that business in Philly. I mean, Philly is a good team. They have the good starters, but Mm -hmm. I look at that secondary bench and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, it's a little questionable. So I can see him getting time on the court this season. So, you know, that is definitely where I stay with this guy. I, I love him and I hopefully he does get some time this year and one more guy that I want to talk about in this Echo slash, you know, hype train for this year. You know, we mentioned this in passing, but I think it needs to be talked about a little bit again. It's uh, Alexander Walker, and it's obviously his nickname is Nall. So I'll pass you the ball there, Jacob. What's your uh, thoughts on him in particular, man?
1: Yeah, I'm excited for him. I mean, it's, there, there are a ton of guards uh, in New Orleans, and it's, it's going to be tough for him uh, to, to carve out a huge role. But I do – but, like, he keeps on – outproducing like josh hart um and and uh, and so i don't so i think i think especially with the zion injury i do think that he'll get a shot to prove himself uh, and so i'm definitely keeping an eye on him and um wouldn't mind taking him as a late round flyer uh in nine cat leagues just to see if he can
2: um carve out a role early
0: Nice. LT, what's your
2: thoughts, man? No, what a great, great name already for <laughs> right. a player, nah. man. I'm a, yeah, yeah nah, I'm, a, nah. I'm a gnaw on them. Nah. Nah. But, um, <laughs> but, man, I was looking, again, doing the sage eye, looking at some clips, and him and Josh Hart almost seemed, almost, like, similar players um, and so it's gonna be who wins that matchup um, who yeah. who outperforms on the big stage on big games uh, in that second unit who's outperforming who um, if if uh, nah, uh, can come in and really take the stage that team's young they're gonna go with the hot hand you know they're, they're not there's no allegiances on that team to be honest except for maybe Brandon Ingram trying to see if he's good which he's not but uh, <laughs> <and> nah, <laughs> it's like they're gonna Brandon there but uh, no nah, but yeah oh. he's, he's gonna have have his nah. shot, so well, no, nah, yeah, nah. Nah, but, he ain't good. nah, he ain't nah. good, but uh, nah. he's gonna have his shot, so we'll see. Um, I would, I would take a wait and approach, see on that kind of just keep an eye on him, see if if he if he starts stringing maybe two to three games together, um, check the blurbs, um, and then uh, maybe pick him up on a flyer, see what he can do for you. What about yeah. what do you, thanks, Sark? I'm,
0: I'm with you guys on, on all of this, I don't really have to touch up anything. One thing I'll say is about the you know, Alexander Walker is. If they if they could just somehow get him on the court, mm-hmm. they do have a lot of guards in that, you know, that spot in particular. You know, Drew right. Holiday. you got Lonzo Balls, got JJ, exactly JJ Reddick. Mm-hmm. Like you got your head mentioned Josh Hart. Now, I think I know it's too early to say this. I think he possibly kind of maybe leapfrogged Hart. But mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that's too soon to say or too but, early to say. But I mm-hmm. wouldn't mind saying that now. But I'll also say this preseason, from my understanding, he was doing this against second to third stringer. So mm. I'll still have him on my watch list as Jacob was saying, obviously what you said as well, LT. So we'll move right along. And before we get, you know, we move right along. I just want to announce that, uh, Jacob just dropped the, the first streaming articles, man. Um, for, for new You guys make sure to check that out. Uh, do you want to give the listeners, uh, you know, maybe a quick cheat code on what players that may be streaming a deep format this week?
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, in the uh, in the streamers list, we have um, we have players that are owned in under fifty percent of of Yahoo, ESPN, and Fantrax. So um, it was it was carefully researched, and um, if uh, if you're looking for players in a deep league, I would definitely recommend all all of the Clippers, just because they're. Um, missing uh paul because they're missing paul george um Mm -hmm. for this week and probably the next um so i mean i would uh, i'd be looking hard at landry shammett mo harkless um ivica ivica zubak cooked on
0: phonics baby
2: okay zubak
1: yeah (laughs) and uh Jermichael Green even I mean like Ooh. I just think I just think all these Clippers are going to Have to pick up the slack for sure. And so mm-hmm. I I And especially since um All all uh, uh The Clippers play on the Slow game days, you know uh mm-hmm. Tuesday and Thursday and that's going that's that's Definitely valuable for deep league
0: players for sure Nice nice and just like what Jacob said, you know Tuesday and Thursdays uh, once we get those streams up for you guys every week uh, that Jacob was putting together, it's going to be really helpful f- to help you guys, you know, take more focus on streaming weeks. And, you know, mm-hmm. a person that that reminds me in particular is obviously LT the sage on here. You know, in the playoffs, I, I kept he kept saying like stuff and burritos back then. And, I was, <laughs> and, I was, and, I, and, you know, when I first started fans like, what, what is this? What does this mean? What do you mean by stuffing burritos? And what, what he was doing was he was streaming <laughs> players on me. And I was just like, wait a minute, these uh, stats are coming. And he would just drop the player, and it's like, for what? Like, what is this? The purpose? Well, the purpose of it is, if you have the opportunity on your team to have like a, a weakling on your team, just basically keep dropping a player, add a player, drop them, get as much stats that you can accumulate that week to beat your opponent, whatever category that you're aiming at. And Jacob putting this together on Tuesdays and oh, excuse me, for every week on Sundays, mm-hmm. he's going to look for the week, the, the the lighter days of games where. You can't basically, or you can basically stream some average Joes on there. That's going to get you stats for the week. That's necessary Mm -hmm. for you to get a championship. That's very important. So we'll uh, translate, we wouldn't wouldn't say translate, but we're going to go to um, transition to the listener questions and we'll kind of go through this a little bit fast, but obviously put a spin on this guys. So one of the listeners questions, and this one was tough. I've answered some of them, but I want to at least get your guys' thoughts. Mm-hmm. Would you choose Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan this year, LT?
2: Wow. Um, yeah, Zach Levine for sure. Um, he's, he okay. takes the next step this year to me. Um, DeRozan takes a step back. So I, I would go with Levine, uh, every, any league format, to be
0: honest. Nice, Jacob.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with LT for sure. Um, I think DeRozan is the much, much uh, safer play. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Levine's ceiling hasn't been touched yet, and he definitely adds those threes that DeRozan doesn't. So I think Levine's going to be a little bit a little bit more
0: valuable this year. Yeah, yeah. Dynasty formats Levine for me. put, I, I, yeah. I believe this was a redraft question. You guys touched up on a lot of good parts. Upside, uh, definitely Levine is the guy. Safer floor, kind of what you said. I, I actually chose DeRozan, but it was very close. Okay. Um, and, and the thing is, I mean, I know they said this last year the three point attempts that DeMar DeRozan could take more this year because Pops knows that they have to start taking them now. <laughs> um but obviously the the assists and the the points and it's it's really close, but I, I just give the slight edge to DeRozan. So move forward on to the next couple players here. It's John Collins and Pascal Siakam. Jacob, who do you take? Uh
1: I'm I'm taking spicy P there. Um okay. Pascal. I'm taking him in both Dynasty and Redraft. I know I um I know that Spicy P is a little bit older, but I mean, I don't think we've seen we've seen his ceiling either, especially um, especially with Kawhi uh, um, out of town, and the Raptors are going to be hev- are going to be heavily relying on him this year. So I would I would definitely take him over John Collins.
2: Lt. Um, it, I hate these questions because well, <laughs> what what's your team concept? I mean, Exa- if got, exactly. If you got if you got four big men already, what do you need John Collins for? But um, <laughs> I would I would I, I agree with Jacob. Uh, spicy P. Um, I feel like he just takes that next step. If you look at the Toronto Raptors, how they're formulated, he is Kawhi now in that um, on that team. He is going to be the the go to scorer, defender. He's going to be all ever. He's going to be doing it all. Whole box player, by the way. Um, but Mm-hmm. Um I, I think that you go definitely go with him, Jock Collins. Uh he's definitely gonna take a step forward as well. But I just like spicy P this year.
0: Man, you mm-hmm. guys I, I pick spicy P too, but I'm gonna be honest with you guys. This obviously number number one, LT, you make a good point. Uh like what are what is your what are your motives? Like how's yeah. your team built? Like how many centers do you have? <laughs> but at the same time, I think it was just more of like I'm gonna take this shot and you pick who's gotcha. better. Um and this was hard for me. I did like I said, I spit I picked spicy P too for some reason, it just was hard for me. It took me a long time to make this decision in particular. Now, like you had mentioned as well, Kawhi is gone. So they're going to run a lot of the offense through him. And as well as I've heard, Pascal's been bringing it down to court from time to time. So Ooh. we can, we can accept, expect an assist uh, game to bump up too. Mm-hmm. He was at 3.1, I believe, last year. So I would not be surprised if he's a four-plus assist player along mm-hmm. with scoring, with a nice bump in scoring and stuff of that nature. So that'll be interesting to see. So let me go ahead and move forward in the next question here. And in your experience in a okay, this one's tailored. I think no, no. Okay, so in your experience in a twenty man dynasty league, do you think someone with better value than Max Kleber would end up in the waiver wire during the season? I'll go ahead and iso this real quick, and I'll pass you guys mm-hmm. the ball. So in a twenty man dynasty league, could you find better value? Absolutely. It, it kind of reminds me of a player last year that. More the echo and hype train on is is uh, Thomas uh, Thomas Bryant in particular Mm -hmm. now He's considered a top 60 player better this season Now you had to basically dig in the garbage cans to get this type of player before a lot of Mm -hmm. people So if you're in a deep league what I do Prephasize for the listeners or people that play in any formats whether it's dynasty redrop anything Especially in a dynasty league you got to be the first to have your nose out there. That's almost even before, like, LT talked about blurbs. You got to even jump on the on the waiver wire before the blurbs come out. Because if you want to have that shot and have that incentive boost for your team, you got to reach out deeper to find what player can possibly formulate. And you're like, well, well how would I do that? One of the things. Things I, I always emphasize on is look at the depth charts. I mean, we just talked about it, for instance, like the Wizards situation, the point guards, that backcourt is pretty bad. Only thing we can think about is Bradley Bill, right? So, what about the point guard position in Washington? So, that is one of those things that you got to be head over heels over. So, someone like Banga or whoever that next guard could be, we know Smith is going to be probably the starter, but who is going to give you that extra boost? And that's what you have to jump on before a lot of people mm-hmm. in your dynasty format. So, I'll pass you the ball there, uh, LT. What's your thoughts, man?
2: So we're talking about Maxi Kleber from the Mavs, right? Just yeah. To make sure. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in a 20-man? Mm-hmm. He's one he's one unicorn unicorn injury away from I, I think being a starter so um, I, I I would I would take a shot out of him um, I I mean twenty man you, you don't have anything else to lose there's um, uh, so many players of you know so many uh, guesses in a twenty man dynasty league you might he's one like I stated one unicorn injury away from probably uh, he has a similar build six eleven he's strong uh, so I would definitely take a flyer on him in twenty man but if if it was less I, I probably wouldn't I would probably wait. What do you think, Jacob?
1: Yeah, um, um, At least for this week, I think um, he, uh, I alluded to this in my uh, on my on my um, streamers list, uh, but I have I have Kleber as a possible streamer just because Dwight Dwight uh, Dwight Powell um, hasn't played all preseason and he's questionable, so I I do think he has value in the early part and in a 20 and in a 20 man league of course like yeah I mean like there's no reason not to add him on your team so I definitely see value with him and like LT said I mean you know if Porzingis goes down or if Dwight Powell's injury is more serious he'll definitely he'll definitely provide value for you for sure he's
2: he's better than Powell and <laughs> yeah he'll, 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 he's better than yeah so okay,
0: definitely. okay. <laughs> It's, I guess it's close, but I mean, hey, yeah. I, but no, I, I can see that too. So uh, uh, this guy asked, so when's the best time to make ads from the waiver wire? Thanks, Starks. So I guess we kind of cover that, but I guess I'll touch up a little bit more on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best time to make ads is, you know... Throughout the week, if see, listen. I mean, you could. This is a broad question, so you could go a whole lot of different ways with this. How many? My question is to the listener: How many ads do you have a week? You know, we'll start there. Do you have four ads? Do You have five ads a week. So you're going to play that game of uh, can you make the the waiver wire ad where you're going to try to pick up a player? And do you think the potential is there within within that player to have the whole season, or are you going to stream that position for that week? So it's one of those things that you got to be. Uh, more logical and, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, logical. Just use your logic as far as be very surgical on how to go about it. And let's just say, for instance, hypothetically, like again, five ads a week. Maybe you stream three times out of that week and then maybe you can use those other two moves and hope that maybe you can take a flyer of a player that mm. could be potentially a star the rest of the season. Now, the the chances of that, Is Slim, but I think what's important is you need to try to take those chances on lottery ticket type players Now one of the things that comes to mind is you know starting week one You know me and Jacob had talked about this Mm. as well as I'm sure LT would know about this as well some people get so uh, So into it that they might do a premature job for the first week and pick up a player that is not sustainable so you might get a player, someone like, you know, this is maybe this might be a shot towards LT a little bit. Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier used to be a pretty good player, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, but someone has like a popcorn game. He drops like 30 or 40, right? Or yeah. it's maybe someone even better. Actually, Terrence Ross ain't too bad. But I remember a few years ago, LT, I'm sure you can uh, attest to this. You remember when he dropped that 50-point uh, game and everybody ran to the waiver wire to pick him up?
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: no. then he just kind of disappeared and uh, yeah. shrank, right? So that's what's going to happen in the first week or two in in fantasy in particular. So I just put a caution to those to not drop prematurely drop a good player off your team. So Mm -hmm. I'll pass you the ball there, Jacob, you know, what's your thoughts, man?
1: Yeah, I love, um, I love that last point you made. Um, it's really, it's really easy to overreact early, but yeah, absolutely. You need, you need to stay patient. If your guy, um, you know, like starts, starts slowly. Um, For sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, yeah, um, I personally love to stream throughout the week and I'm not quick to add. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you you have to take a flyer on those guys who just jump off early and just um, surprise us. But don't be done with your ads too early in the week and then you miss out on a possible flyer um, that could pan out when he goes off on Saturday or Sunday when you're all out of moves. So just be extremely careful with that for sure.
2: Nice LT. Man, stuffing burritos is such an intricate, intricate uh, option (laughs) for fantasy basketball. I'm telling you what, um, it all depends on how many ads, like Stark said, it all depends on how many ads you have. Um, If you have, I know one year we had like five ads. Um, So my strategy would be uh, formulate three uh, three pickups throughout the week, Monday through Friday. Uh, try to aim, try to aim for those days that there's not a lot of games. So like Tuesdays, right. usually Thursdays. Um, those those two specifically. You want to try to stream players those days. And then on the weekend, see where you're at. This is for head-to-head format. See where you're at on Saturday and Sunday. If you're down in rebounds, if you're down in steals, if you're down in three-pointers, uh, just eye a couple games, couple of matchups, and try to see if you can get people that can help you in those categories to push you over the edge. Uh, It's all about, you know, who you're playing that week and try to strategize for it. So, yeah, stuffing burritos is amazing. (laughs) It fills you you right up at the end of the week. Yummy. So, yeah, yummy. (laughs) I I love it. It's great.
0: Yeah, I bet. But I'll say this real quick, you know, not to steal some thunder from you. So if you're stuffing burritos feeling good, I'll tell you what doesn't feel good is when you do it by the end of the week and then you lose those ads and then someone else pops up last minute Mm -hmm. on Sunday and you want to add them. That does suck, though, doesn't right. it? That, suck. that does suck, yeah. But no, eating burritos is definitely, is, is <laughs> definitely good to, to, to the stomach, though. So uh, we're going to kind of transition to the clutch shot. Uh, did, actually, before we get to the clutch shot, did you guys want to talk a little bit any more about that in particular as far as ads go? Or are you guys good?
2: no yeah stuff and burritos is is great it's healthy yeah. it's healthy for you um it, it like <laughs> to Stark's point if you want to keep you know one left just in case there's right. someone who goes off on sunday you want to try to get them for monday uh that's also something you got to think about but uh if you're if you're listening to this podcast you're probably you know stomping whoever you're playing anyway so you, you'll have plenty of ads to go around <laughs> good
0: point that's the Move right there absolutely <laughs> 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 all right so we're going to transition to the clutch shot guys um I guess we, I mean, I can't say we're recording while games are going on because there's no games or preseason games going on. But Tuesday, it looks like, is that the first uh, series of games coming on, Jacob? Is, mm-hmm. my, is that yeah. my understanding? Yes, okay. sir. So that's can't exciting. Wait. Yeah, man. So I, I can't wait for that. So I guess the clutch shot for me is just, again, you guys check out our website, newlifefantasy.com. Make sure you guys subscribe to the website. You know when an article is basically being pumped out, mostly done by Jacob. He's putting the hard work in. You know, (laughs) it'll get emailed to you, uh, Mm -hmm. as well as be a member to our site. It's all for free, and if you do that, we can get to you guys' questions a lot faster than Mm -hmm. later, in particular. And uh, I mean, we don't just do fantasy basketball; we do fantasy football and baseball. So Mm -hmm. check out that information on there as well. And again, you know, Jacob just released the streaming article for the week for you guys, so yeah. we're ready ahead to to get that information out there. So, um, mm-hmm. subscribe to the podcast too, as well. It helps us to continue doing this. And uh, that's my clutch shot. So I'll pass you the ball, Jacob. You have a clutch shot, man.
1: Yeah, man. Everything you said. I hope you guys. Uh, I hope you guys find find the articles helpful, and I really hope you guys reach out to us. Um, and yeah, yeah. There's a um i want uh all the, all of the listeners to pay close attention to uh the first game on on the schedule uh the pelicans versus the raptors um it's going to be super interesting to see how that rotation shakes out without zion so you know like keep your eye out on how they use meli and Na and and uh <laughs> williams you know like i have you know it, it you know and I kind of have a hunch that uh, the Pelicans are going to play like musical chairs with Hart and Naw just because not nah is so offensive oriented and uh mm-hmm. Hart heart heart is so uh, is, is, is um, a, a defensive guy. So I feel like they're going to interchange um, just based on if they need to stop the other team or if they need more offense. So, just keep a close eye on the pelicans game and uh yeah so that's my clutch shot
0: nice lt uh
2: for my clutch shot i'm gonna go ahead and and just give you guys a little uh taste of my sage wisdom in the beginning of your of your seasons uh take a take a quick look at the marquee you're gonna want to watch these marquee games um uh, la lakers la clippers that's a Big, yeah. big game. Yeah. Really learn about rotations. These are mm-hmm. big, two big teams are going to be going off. And uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, me and Starks, Wednesdays. Woo, Ooh, man, those stuff, Wednesdays. St- those stuffed Wednesdays. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> is playing on Wednesdays, man. Right. Everyone. You want to keep track. See who's playing. See who's doing good. Look at the minutes. Don't just look at score points. Look at those mm-hmm. minutes. Look at right. those intangible stats. Um, and let other Owners make the first drops and first moves this first week, and just just pick up pick up the pieces, pick up the pieces. So uh, that's my one clutch. And also, I am going to be th- uh, you know they're trying to put in uh, for articles on the website. I am thinking about running a Sage Eye article oh, where wow. at, at nice. the end of the week. Every week we're gonna be looking at uh, what I saw uh, when uh, watching these games some of the marquee matchups from the the week before and what I saw um and really getting into who's actually gonna do you uh, you know do you good in fantasy so uh, keep a lookout for that
0: Nice, I love hearing that man so you guys <laughs> you guys thank you guys for tuning in the episode yeah. we'll probably pump out more episodes of the week I know you guys are probably accustomed to me back in the day to well, actually last year to do two episodes a week actually it might be bumping up more so just if you guys have any questions in particular always you know let us let us know and again you can find me on my twitter handle at starks underscore industry you can also find me on instagram one closing hero lt who where can i find you at again uh
2: you can find me on ig right now lt underscore sage fit um that's probably going to change soon and um, <laughs> i will get my twitter handle i'll get all that started out for the next podcast we do and i'll let you guys know where you can find me
1: nice, nice jacob Nice, and you can find me on Twitter at Ain't Done Yet, and done is spelled D-U-N-N-E.
0: All right, guys, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.